Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss blame. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Like I've been talking for the past hour. I know. Um, I was going to come in hot singing, but then that would also reveal our topic, which we, you know, always act precious about. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like you guys can't read. And yeah. I'm sure you can. I think every, I, I would like to think all of our listeners are readers, but who knows? Well, <laughs> you never know. Cause it could have some, some toddlers that they like to get a listen in. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Maybe. I highly doubt it. Anywho. We're talking Wanna, blame today. Blame, blame, blame. That's what I, I wanted to sing. Chain of Fools to, I, I wanted to sing blame, 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 blame of fools. Blame the blame the fools. Yeah, as I've been prepping for that, that that's the song that kept you know running through my running through my my mind. Shall I give us a little definition? Please, please. All right. From Oxford languages, blame verb assign responsibility for a fault or wrong. The the inquiry blame the engineer for the accident. Noun responsibility for a fault or wrong his players had to take the blame i already warned nina and nina also because we're we're part of the psychic friends network knew i was going to bring up Brene brown um would you like me to do it now and just get it out of the way or do yeah, it later and, and i'd it like kind to, of... to take this opportunity to say i really respect Brene. No, you, 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 she just teases me about my obsession with her. Like, well, and that to me is what I think. Of of course. And you can't talk about blame without talking about her because she talked, because she's, she's cornered the market. Yeah. It's like vulnerability, blame. And I was thinking she has one more that I, I, now I can't think of, but, um, she did a bunch of videos. It was, I wonder, I have, I have it up right now. I wonder if we could hear it. The blame video. I don't know if we could legally play. It. Oh right, right, right. I think only Let's like thirty seconds trouble. of it. Okay. But um, if y'all yeah. subscribe to our Substack, I am positive that I will be including a link to it uh, when this episode comes out. But she has this amazing video that essentially talks about blame, and because Brene is perfect, J.K., she's using herself as an example as a chronic blamer, and she's like, if you're like me, and I think she does this great job of illustrating like how quickly it happens and how much we get in the habit of it. But then she's like, so, so what is blame? You know? And she's like, blame is a way to have a semblance of control and blame is a way to discharge discomfort and pain and has an inverse relationship with accountability. And it's a way for us to discharge anger. And she's like, the problem is, and she's like in, you know, saying to herself, she's like, it makes us hard to see opportunities for empathy because when we are, I would say empathy is her, maybe her third thing of like, she really hammers home the points of those things. But anyway, that blame makes it hard for us to see opportunities for empathy because we, we are blaming, we're too consumed with making the connections about whose fault it was versus listening. Mm. And I just feel like, Part of why I really wanted to talk about this today and wanted to get and hear your thoughts about it is I feel like blame kind of like went out of vogue for a while. Like it didn't seem like a lot of blame was around. And I don't know if it's related to Trump. I don't know if it's the pandemic. I'm not sure. But it feels like there's so much more blame flooding or or like people are very I don't know, is it cancel culture? Like have you do you feel the same way? I feel like we've had this uptick of being people being kind of obsessed with blame. Either who are we blaming for something or who's to blame or yeah. it's become a default when you bring something up to somebody, they immediately want to blame something else. And it's it's almost like a pet peeve of mine. I'm sure I blame shit all the time. And I'm I i do not think anyone doesn't, but I find blame so aggravating it feels like such a way that our brains trick us into thinking we know something when i don't think we know it like shuts the investigation down rather than actually 
cre- creating one to go like what happened you know and so I guess to, to, to my original point is do you feel like it's all around like it's like become more we're just like yeah. hearing I more think, blame I think white ladies did it um, mm. but I think a, listen it's been around obviously it's not new yeah. but when during 2020 you know when it was um, brought to everyone's attention how racist everyone is I think white women really went wild with policing each other and other people and trying to be like the best they could be sort of not really and I I saw a lot of it in that space of you know just and we see it like we've talked a little bit about it in our comments on Instagram like just getting you know more followers and having people be like oh you shouldn't promote this t-shirt brand because they are charging too much and like essentially blaming them for something that it's not even clear that they've done or, and, and it's just this very weird way. I think for people, number one, to pass the baton in terms of accountability, but also like you're saying there's no, there's no internal investigation. There's no questions asked, you know, in the, when you get to that level where you're like, somebody else did it or like it's somebody's fault. Rarely are we as humans saying, what, how did I contribute to this? What Mm -hmm. is this bringing up for me? What could I be overreacting about or like being triggered by or whatever language you want to use? And like, how do I also kind of calm myself down or deal with my stuff first before I go into that like next phase. Sometimes people are just to blame. Like there are just instances where that's very real, but I think we play fast and loose with it. And I also, also think it's a really, it's really unfortunate how much it closes people off and, and shame obviously being so like deeply related to it that when you blame someone for something, this happened to me today. And you know, my mom, doesn't really know how to listen to the podcast so she probably won't hear this but she was talking to Milo and they're they have like the best relationship ever and but they were playing with a ball and it flew over or he was playing with it and he like threw it and she was like you did that on purpose and I was like don't say that to him and he got really upset and she was like what and I'm like you don't blame him like that like that's not and I got really annoyed and remembered like being spoken to like that and it and I watched him obviously I didn't want to project anything onto him but I watched him and waited for his cue where he got like you know a little sheepish and like went inside himself for a minute and then I was like oh fuck no like you he first of all he didn't and even if he did it's a it's a ball it's a game like relax right you know but I think we just we we don't realize that I don't think we're responsible for every single human who we're speaking to like, and all of their emotional shit. I do not. However, when we blame people, especially out loud, we can really do some damage. And so yes, it's like, we really have to figure our own shit out as much as possible in a moment, in the moment before we just go spewing whatever it is that, you know, we're thinking or feeling it's just, it's just messy out there. That's how I feel. It's just fucking messy. Yeah. And I like, I get, it's like interesting to me too. Like when people are like chronic blamers that they lose sight of like, this is another form of story you're creating, you know, like, is it possible that Milo did it on purpose? Sure. Cause he's four and, and like throwing shit's fun. You know what I mean? Like totally. It, how else do you learn? Like, Oh, I shouldn't throw the ball too hard. Cause otherwise it goes over the fence. Like, but except by doing it, you know, that I think sometimes too, when you're in that real blamey kind of play, it's like, you also think everything is sort of um, negative and personal versus kind of going, whoa, that one went over the fence. Like, were you trying to do a big throw? You know, it's like we forget to also just ask. And like my mom um, let my brother stay at her house 
And um, she has these cups that have the letter A on it. And she loves them. They're from England. It's a whole thing. She's also given me one. And one of her cups was missing after the weekend. And my mom was like, I know they broke it. And I don't, you know, and I don't know why they won't just tell me. And da, da, da. I go, you don't actually know that. You don't. What you know is the cup that you like is no longer there. And I think what you need to say to him is, hey, like, here's the here, here's the audit of the weekend. This was good. This was not my ache. One of my cups is missing. Here's where you can replace it. You know, I'm like, that's it. Like, it doesn't have to be this like. You know, she had gone so far of being like, I, you know, he's, he, I don't understand why he won't be more mature and admit they broke it. I'm like, we don't know that he did. The point Oof. is that it went, it went walkabout on his, you know, um, watch. That's the focus, in my opinion, you know? Right. And I think it's like, to Brene, points, uh, Brene Brown's point of, of saying, like, when you're in the blame thing, you know, you're trying to make these connect these dots so fast that it's like you lose sight of things. You forget, like, this is my grandson. This is my son. This is someone I care about. Like, they're not trying to harm me, you know? Why do you think people are trying to get out of it other than control? Or what do you think they think it does for them? I think they're scared. Or- I think they're scared. Of what? Uh, I think it's old shit. You know, I think it's it goes back to being a little kid and being afraid. Like, I think it stirs up that type of stuff that have you ever, you know, like been dealing with someone. And it's funny. I was was about to be like, I can answer for you. I know you have. Their name is. (laughs) Her name is. And you can tell, like, you, you feel the sense of your, like, uh, you're bumping up against their trauma, you know? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, you're asking someone, you're like, hey, good, good first try at that email. But no. <laughs> oh, God. Did we have to bring her up? Well, I mean, we've just dealt with this with a couple different people, I feel like. And you can tell in some ways when someone like clearly came from a household where they weren't allowed to make mistakes. Yeah. You know, like that they have some sort of history. My mom is super blamey. And I think it's because she was given a lot of negative feedback and told a lot of the ways that she was, was wrong. So it was always, I think, I think that blaming came a way of trying to keep herself safe. Like you're not going to pin that on me or that's not like, I'm already afraid of what's getting projected upon me. So I'm very clear. Like I'm always sort of looking at like who did what, you know, like this sort of way. And as, as I see my mom try to like recondition herself to let go of the perfectionism, I see the blame shifting. So I feel like perfectionism and blame also share a relationship. And that means they're, if, if those two are sharing a relationship, that means that there's some piece of like, we do this shit because we perceive some sort of safety from it. Yeah, I agree. And and we lose sight that it's us, our grandson. We lose sight that it's a four-year-old that we're accusing of doing Oof. something on purpose. Yikes. I mean, <laughs> and listen, we're all human. We do shit. I get it. My question, though, it, to the world and to myself often, to myself often about people is like, does that mean with the person you're talking about, right? This, this girl worked for me for a bit and, you know, it was a class a disaster like disaster but for a whole year I really tried to tiptoe around like her shit and and to discuss things in a way where there would in no way could it possibly be perceived as me blaming her right like I went which was my mistake, which set me up for disaster. Again, lesson learned. I don't like regret anything. Well, maybe, but for another day, I, for our regret episode, (laughs) but I, I, I don't, at what point, like where, where does compassion end Mm. and accountability begin and accountability begin? Well, because I was going to, when you, immediately when you were saying that, it was like making me flash back to when I used to manage more teens and stuff. And I remember this one. She was like, I just feel like you blame me all the time for when things go wrong. I go, no, I hold you responsible. They're your responsibilities. (laughs) I'm not blaming you. I'm literally going, what happened? 
Like that was within your domain and it, it didn't happen. So why didn't it, you know, like, do you need more support? Do you have more too much on your debt? Like what up, you know? And I think that that was something we were caught in as well with that person of like, it, it always had to be emotional. There was always, we were always being met with like, d- like, don't get mad because I, I was having a bad mental health day. And it's like, uh, like, where's that space between like you, people need to be told when they're doing something incorrectly. So how do we learn to do that without it being blaming, which doesn't seem to be, you know, super effective. It's just a way we're getting rid of feelings we don't want to feel. But also like when we're being told you did something wrong, how do we not let all that defensiveness you know, come into the picture where we can't hear it. Also, why is doing something wrong so bad? Like, oh my God, I, oh. like it's not. And I'm so tired of like this narrative that the, like these kids have of that. They listen, it must be really hard to be in their heads. I, I'm not saying I don't have compassion, however, or just humans. It doesn't even have to be this generation. It's many, but the people that like any, ounce of like perhaps bad or wrong or wrongdoing or something that's perceived as negative to them or they think it is turns into this like spiral of where they can't even hear you after that because they've done something wrong it's like well that's how we learn this does not mean you are a bad person I did not say this email sucks also I wouldn't say that but no this email's not gonna work or here's what what isn't working about it and you know like let's do better next time and here's what I would you know suggest blah blah and this not have it turn into this like I'm a bad person I'm 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 stuck at my job I are you gonna fire me like that when people ask you to emotionally take care of them emotionally when you are just trying to have like a very kind of normal human chat about like something gone amiss that just drives me insane and I don't know how these people expect to get anywhere Yeah, I agree. I wonder what that is. Like, I wonder if that's, is that a lack of coping skills? Is that inability to self-soothe? Is that a boundary issue? Like, is it all of the above? All of the above. Like, I mean, there's definitely, there were definitely times, obviously, in my early career where I was wildly inappropriate, you know, like, and I cried at work all the fucking time, but I was also under only a lot of bath- fucking... Pro- only in the bathroom. Mm, no, I straight up cried at my desk. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. but to my defense, I was like 23 and under a lot of pressure. Like, was it kind of made up yes but like did I really feel it and internalize it yeah it was real to me I you know I was 23 and trying to do a really good job and in a field I really cared about and wanted to learn all this stuff and you know like and I was anxious I didn't know that at at that time and yeah (laughs) and I was going to be like the only person left in the office to sort of like manage and take care of things while they were all going to the premiere of a movie we had worked on in LA and like no one had had any conversations with me about like procedure or like there was just I mean I had like a whole list of shit that was outstanding you know that I was like hello like I need an adult you know like I felt it and I burst into tears when you know my boss was like okay you know because like totally I I can see it and I can feel it like, yeah, I, I was like happened, scared. Everybody's was, like, all right, you got it, right? Okay, bye. Totally. Yeah, they were all hung up on like their outfits and getting ready and how ex- And I was happy for them. I wasn't, you know, but I was more like, I thought I was going to have more support to like be alone, essentially, you know, to like be left to like maintain the ranch, you know? But, um, but I wasn't like, I didn't, wasn't saying to, I mean, and I probably, it probably was triggering for me in a way because that was a little bit of like what my life had been. of kind of like, you're good, right, Anna? Bye. Like, and me being left kind of going like, what the fuck, you know? So, but I didn't say to my boss, I wasn't like, I just was like, I'm scared. Y'all are leaving. I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do about this, this, and this, and this, and this, you know, it was like, 
I wasn't like, I just feel like you're disregarding me. You know, like there was nothing about. Feelings. But can you imagine yes. what we what that would have been met with? Like, I'm sorry. I know we talk about this a lot, and like, I it's not to me demeaning in any way. But if I spoke to any of my bosses that way, and I don't mean this in like an elderly way of like I walked ten miles to school, so so should you. But there's so much that you learn from being like having no choice but to be an adult before you're ready and to show up at work and to like oh you don't know the answer figure it the fuck out like figure it out to the best of your ability some of what you're saying and describing is that there is a joy that comes to really embracing that no one gives a fuck no one cares no one cares that you're sad no one cares like your 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 mom might a dear friend might you know but like (laughs) the world at large you know and it's like there's that thing um someone was somewhere um someone was talking about that their um couples counseling it's like you're 100 percent responsible for 100 percent of your feelings 100 percent of the time yes And we all do want to blame, like, I was having a good day and then you said that and that ruined my day. And it's like, well, the truth of it is, like, you let it. And that sucks. Like, did the person say something that hurt your feelings and they shouldn't have done that? Yes. You know, like, agreed. But, like, did you then take it and run with it and continue to ruin your day with it? Yeah. And, like, that to me is what we all, and I feel like Gen Z is, like, or yeah z right yeah is like getting a little bit confused of like yes there should be some improvements yes there's this stuff that we should care about like yes there's these things from from therapy we've learned from like trying to care more and have more empathy and be more you know like Reaganomics like cost us all of our social services how do we get more of that in and have mutual aid and care and all these things but there's a difference between that and then like some of this um entitlement that's being called something else you're calling it like you know values or alignment or community care but often i think it's just like another form of individualism and you know what what people want it's you want what you want i mean how different is any generation in that you know we're so unique because we want things like yeah okay we all did (laughs) yeah we we wanted them to no for sure and i don't again it's like i I, progress is great. We don't have much of it. So like I'm all for it. <laughs> However, thinking that you're like special or have reinvented something like, you know, also happens every generation where we're like, have you guys heard about this thing called like freedom? Like we should have it, you know, like no yes. shit asshole. But I also think like, what are you trying to attain? So you're trying to get a mean, we were just talking about this, a meaningful job, fulfilling work, money, like whatever. But you think you get to skip all the necessary steps that life must hand you. And that's what I'm really talking about with the, with the work stuff and the shitty bosses or the like crying at work or the feeling like you're going to get fired and getting over it and not calling your boss and being like, are you going to fire me? Like (laughs) it is you become, you have to self-soothe. You have to become your, your best friend. You have to understand like really what you're made of and what you're not. And that only comes through experience. So you cannot get to the place you want to be without the experience that, that takes you there. It just doesn't work that way. And if you do, I believe it, it, it's empty. Like I don't. So, okay. So Anna, we start a podcast, right? We start a podcast one year ago almost and day two we have the number one podcast like we're yeah. just we're what in did we it. Learn? Like, what, did, what we... did we learn nothing we have money we have advertisers we like are just killing it like whoever we want comes on the show on episode two like we have learned nothing yeah and i tell you what i would learn how to have a massive ego of course, that would, and I would be, be like, a huge "Wow, asshole. yeah." Am Whatever I, I touch like, turns to gold. Am I the next coming to podcast? Like, so, I mean, which it would be so. I mean, and this is like I've become sort of like Willy Wonka as I age, where like I've begun like talking in riddles and things. Like, I'm not trying to do it. I mean, it feels related to my midlife crisis, but like, because I'm like, <laughs> nothing will be mean- fun and full of candy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I've taken to carrying a cane. They should be going down the river. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I'm like, nothing means anything. Like in so many ways, I think back to stuff that I was like positive about at 25 or, and I'm like, I so do not agree with that anymore that, and you can't really understand that then that like, I read something once that really stuck with me. It was like, there's a difference between confidence and experience. And there really is. And I think like so much with like people about anything is it's so easy to be cavalier or be like, it's just, I mean, everyone should have freedom. Yes, they should. That is not a new thought. What we have yet to crack is how do we get everyone freedom? Like with these variables, like then you can impress me, you know, like, um, Celine from the slow factory, who is a very, very smart woman and knows a lot about um, trying to create sustainability and fashion and cultures and stuff like that. And she's um, Lebanese and she's gone back to Lebanon and was saying and was talking about this and was like a lot of these things that we say in the West, like that just cannot happen or, you know, like we're doing in Lebanon. You know, like we have these, you know, like these things are possible. And she's like, and I'm not saying that in a, to shame anyone or blaming or whatever. Like I'm saying it to inspire that like these things are possible. And I think that like, that's some of my irritation with blame as well, is that I feel like it closes one of the biggest gifts that working in production gave me was that like I remember it's funny because I'm about to go to Italy with the same boss who taught me this when she's like I have no problems with you making mistakes the only time I have a problem is you if you start repeating them because it means you're not learning anything and I was like whoa and and at first I was like I don't believe it like this bitch doesn't mean that I'm going to totes get in trouble and she really meant it anytime I ever made a mistake and it was the first time I made the mistake she had zero problem with it you know and she might be mad it might be she might be like or you know like she maybe had feelings but she never took them out on me and she never personalized them you know she was never like it was like okay and and I learned so much about that and I learned so much about how to work with other people in that and how to be in a group you know and the biggest way to collaborate with any anyone which has been a huge source of joy for me in a lot of my work is you can't blame you really can't it'll it will kill it it will put it'll put you on opposing sides it'll really oh yeah and it has to become this way of just sort of going what happened here what part did we all play in it or what you know and that was something my boss would really show me of like okay like do you get the like do you get the piece of like when you know the tape didn't get out on time or whatever it's like do you see the larger picture of why that happened of like okay there wasn't enough time that was designated to this it wasn't any it, it was hard because it did really make me take accountability but also kind of like ditch magical thinking as well and i think because i'm a very solutions oriented person almost to like you know, a cuckoo place in it that I have to kind of go like, not everything needs to be solved. Not everything is a problem, Anna. Not everything has, you know, like, but it's such a part of my belief system that I think like everything kind of has a solution or sometimes the solution is like just letting it be what it is, you know, or whatever that that was really liberating for me to get to be in this environment in my early twenties where like you were allowed to make mistakes and it was very free and okay and not accusatory and not pitting each other against each other to, ex to explore why things went wrong as well. I'm really shocked that you had that. Meanwhile, we were living parallel lives while well, I was not there yet. But Well, I think it was Steph. I think my boss was was unusual in it and I think she set the tone to, to give her I want to give her full credit because I think she created the culture of it because in production What Ms. station it, was this at? This was at Sony Music Studios. So oh, it was just more just doing post-production, you know. Um but I think part of what it was is that production has this duality of like, you're not allowed to make mistakes. There will be no mistakes. It's, it's like everyone dies if a mistake is made. And then there's this flip side of like, what the fuck do we do when the mistake happens? <laughs> you know, there's this real duality of like, there needs to be total perfection because it's going to go on air. But also 
how do we catch on the mistakes that happen as we get it to the perfection? Like there's this real, but, but in order to be in that, I think, and for us, cause we did such a, like a high volume of work and for high profile things. Cause the, um, the label fed to us. So like we might literally be working on a music video for somebody, you know, that sort of stuff. Like you, it's like, I think Steph knew like you can't be in this state of like hyper vigilance all the time or afraid of making mistakes. Cause then you will, you, you will know, totally. But, yes. And so it was like, how do we create this environment where you can fuck up, but like we don't create like a pattern of it. It's fucking brilliant because it, the nervousness, you know, I, like I was in the complete opposite environment where every little thing I did from the minute I got there, if it wasn't perfect, and of course it wasn't, like, well, and this is what I wanted to talk about, too, which plays right into this, blame shifting, mm. which is something that, you know, is, like, very common, abusive, emotionally abusive behavior when people will say things like, you know, I wouldn't have cheated on you if you were around more. Yep. I wouldn't have called this person and said this if you hadn't you know whatever i call it i know i was bad but i was bad because and it's like fill in the blank and it's like "Mm." exactly and so that happens you know in like many different i think we don't realize how many different relationships that can play out in i i feel like a lot of people think that's like exclusively romantic and it's not yeah. At all. I think so, I've experienced it more in work than romance, to be yeah. honest. I haven't dated that many blamers in that regard. Yeah. I've I've experienced both. Again, I hate bragging here. It's really <laughs> super embarrassing. But I definitely, my work life was so, I, ne- I had one good boss who was, who by the time I got to him, I was like, like I felt like I was tweaked out you know I was just like no like and he he would be like go to sleep like I'd be up while he was like making sure like he was in China like wherever he needed to be like with what and he'd be like can you go to sleep now like it's fine like it's like it's it's too much but I was (laughs) I was so scared because it was this con I was berated constantly and everything was like you know I I wouldn't do this if you didn't do that, but also you cannot make mistakes and it would make me really nervous. And then I wouldn't be able to think clearly. And so I would fuck up more than I would have. Right. If I wasn't under this like incredible pressure, however, really, truly, especially if you want to own your own business or just like understand people more like, I I don't have a lot of patience for humans. I will say that, but I also have all the patience in the world for people. Like I, I get a lot of the picture. I'm like, got it. You're coming from here. You're coming from there. Potentially here. Like heard understood. I working in really volatile environments has like been very helpful for seeing, you know, the, good bad ugly of humanity and you've worked in tv like you know the you know the craziness that comes with that and that was really formative for me to be like you know there's all sorts of people here and they're all and we and i what am i gonna do throw the runner under the bus like the runner who's making like a, a, a fraction of what i'm making who's like you know, totally on the bottom of the totem pole and like treated that way. Like, so I'm going to go to my boss and not take accountability for something I did or whatever, even if it was the, like the runner, right. It it was like, that was an easy way. I thought like cop outs like that, you weren't going to get anywhere also in the business, right? Like as far as I'm concerned, because people can see through that shit and nobody wants a snake around. So my grandfather was a crazy successful businessman, bless him. And he was like, listen, the same people you see on the way up are the ones Mm -hmm. who save you on the way down. And he was like, and he was huge about that. He was like, you treat everybody the same. And he would, he started this like 
when I was really young and I was sort of like, I have no idea what I'm being prepared sure, for here, Papa. sir. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you, grandpapa. You know, like I was just like, I don't get it. And then as, after my dad died, like his indoctrination, you know, really began. And he'd be like, Anna, you want to go for a ride? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. And he, we would like ride around in a pickup truck and he would just like espouse life lessons. And then pretty quickly I was like, don't do it. You'll get trapped and like just lecture to for hours. <laughs> like, so but it, but but exactly to your point, like that, a lot of things, anything where I think, I mean, I think very few things can you do solely on your own, you know. But especially in production, you learned you cannot do your your job without other people. Hell and no, and all the if, people, exactly, and all of them. And you realize like it's not a good look to sell them out. You know, that really you're only as good as the people like above and below you that you're like, even if it was the runner's fault, it's like it doesn't behoove me to like have the runner be like, oh, I'm now I'm afraid of Nina because anytime I mess up, she's going to tell them, you know, like, also, none of I'm this... not going to go out of my way to help Nina. Like, and I, it's not, it, well, it's exactly. not, everything's not transactional like that, but like, yes. My boss was the worst person ever and everybody knew it. And the only reason she got away with it was because she was the star and you don't fuck with her and you just let her abuse people and that's it. But everybody hated her. And like, so you could be that person. Sure. You could be the 1% that gets to the top by literally stepping on everybody like beneath you or on your way. Like, I know she was her. I know she had like was torn up by the media and like fucking it was I'm sure it was incredibly difficult to be her right for a period of time. But knowing that and having that experience, you would think and also spewing the shit that she did about like respect and literally books about respect, books about saying thank you books. I'm like, lady. You have never, you have never once said thank you to me. You, you re-gift me champagne glasses th- that I gave you from somebody else that I've already unwrapped for you. Like, like imagine being that disconnected. Oh, I mean, throwing hair dryers, like firing people on a dime. Like, I actually read for somebody from the show. I told you about that. Like, mm-hmm. she reached out to me and she was like, "I'm like, is this?" who I think it is. And she came to the farm like a month ago and it was this really wild experience where she had, she's a pretty major publicist and she'd worked at the show and I didn't know that she had gotten fired from there, I guess after I'd left. And she said that she had gotten like this, you know, this big spot for one of the other anchors or whatever. And this woman, my former boss didn't like it. And she had her fired that day and she saw her like a year later or something going into some gala or whatever. And from across the street, my old boss was like, oh, my God. Hi. I was just saying the Hillary, you know, talking about Hillary Clinton's campaign, like she needs she needs someone like you. And and she was like, I don't even think I was like, she probably didn't even remember firing you. She was like that. She was like, I don't think she did. She was like, I really don't think she fucking did. And when I had left, she, I was a a stylist and I had been working with this. We had like a really big relationship with Lord and Taylor. So the woman from Lord and Taylor emailed me and was like, I just want you to know, which I thought was huge of her. Never has anyone like done anything like this for me since. She was like, I just want you to know that Deborah has, oh, whoopsie, <laughs> whatever. Um, it's Googleable, so I yeah, think it's, it's fine. fine. If you Google had, your name, this comes up. So I, I think you're safe in that regard. Oh, yeah. She, you can only keep it so that. private. So, yeah. So, anyway, nobody really And if she wanted you to anyway. tell better stories about her, she should have <laughs> behaved better. I did, I did sign something, but that was, it's probably, it's probably old by now. Yeah. But she was like, wait, what was I just talking about? The stylist. Oh, so she was like, solid. she she was trashing you. She was like, she as soon as yes, she wrote her as soon as I left. Like, um, like I I was not even freshly. And didn't you dead. quit as well? Like, so didn't what, you quit because of medical? So what you know, hap- like you went on no, disability. No, no, that was that was IMG. No, uh, I didn't. Yeah, I quit IMG, but I had to go back to IMG after I was on medical leave, which was a fucking nightmare. But no, at Inside Edi- this was at Inside Edition where I yeah. she would threaten to fire me every like three months yep. or every month. It would be like she would dangle the ca- and be like, Nina, you're going to lose your job. And I'm like, oh, my God. And this time she did it. And I was like, actually, I, I quit. 
and she, I was like, and I'm going on vacation next week, so you got five days. And she uh, was so shocked. She could not even fucking believe it. And you called she, her bluff. I did. I totally called her fucking bluff. And I took, and I was smart enough at 25, thank God, to take the woman who was not actually HR, but who was like acting HR, which is a, just a joke because this was at a huge yeah. network and we didn't even have fucking HR in the building. Okay. Doesn't and surprise me. No, but she, this woman was amazing. And, and like, anyway, that's a whole other story, but she was with me and I was like, when we left, I was like, as far as I'm concerned, like she kind of said it first. So I'd like a severance. And she was like, we can work that out. Mm. But or at least would like let you be eligible too for unemployment. No, I got, yeah, they gave me a severance. It was yeah. fucking amazing, but get it all. probably cause they were like, please don't sue us. Um, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. And I was smart enough to be like, give me what I'm owed. Thank you. At least a sliver of it. But she yeah. trashed me immediately after I left. And so I wrote her, I wrote, her no. Oh, yes, I did. Doesn't surprise oh, me about you. I, I, I will never forget. I was sitting outside on the porch, smoking a cigarette, drinking wine. My friends went inside and I was like, I'm going to email her. And I was like, dear Deborah, this was like literally the day after I quit. I'm like, it's recently Deborah. come to my attention that you are making slanderous comments about me. Please. I've given you a hundred percent throughout the last couple of years. Like, please refrain from these types of comments thank you she wrote back in two seconds from her blackberry consider it done wow what a, that, like imagine being that like quote-unquote successful and that messy i mean i know that success like doesn't create maturity but like I think one of my greatest like frustrations in our society is like why we keep rewarding like terrible people like imagine if if my twenty five year old assistant person whoever you know producer has yeah, no. just like quit you know and t- and sends me an email like I don't <laughs> respond to it I go into a fugue state I pretend that never happened I'm so of embarrassed course. you know of like course. imagine like that's in saying to me so something i'm curious about because i think when i first met you you were definitely i think a little more blamey to be honest it or it would be something like it would be sometimes like your first like like initial like you would go to blame and i think it's related to being a fiery person you know, and, and, and it's the it's the jolt of the the anger, the adrenaline, because I don't think you are a blamer, but I think you also like to be right. And I think oh. blame and right and all of it, because I think wait, I, what I, kind of things would I blame? I'm curious. I mean, it was always like dumb shit. Honestly, it was never anything. But you would be like, you know, like that's because of this or da da da. You know, like oh, it would oh, be oh. this like like um knee jerk you know and mm-hmm. then you would normally like you know like come around to something else or yes you know Agreed. like but you would have a little bit i don't know that it wasn't necessarily blame but i think when i was getting to know you at the time i was a little like mm, that sounds like blame sometimes and if like if you're doing it for other people you'll do it to me so i was a little like what i just remember watching that and then going oh i don't think it's blame i think it's just related to like you know, it's similar to me of like, I get fired up, you know, and like when I get fired and go like, well, what, ha- or da, 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 you know, or like there's a, you know, it's like, it, it's not really it's also how I was trained, you know, like where I don't think I blame people. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think I blame, here's what, I'll, here's what, I don't blame people for my mistakes. Like I, I don't do that as far as I'm aware or I'd like to think as I don't do that. Or I, I, I think you do sometimes in a split second, like when you're, I th- I think when you're kind of like for, I think you have a moment sometimes when things like happen or we find something out that splits it. Cause it's like, you're trying to figure out what the sides are, but then you, but then you don't, you know, like, but like if I fuck up, I'll be like, Oh, it's her fault. I don't know how to explain it, but it would be like, it would be more that I think you were trying to like protect yourself. Imagine if we of- just got in a huge fight right now. 
<laughs> but I'm trying to think of how I can Imagine like if I give was like, the example. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, but but you would be like almost like immediate like well like well I did that because they hadn't given me this or what like there would be this. Oh yes yes okay yes 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 like we're sort of like about, now I know what we're talking about with soul okay got it or like defining or like figuring out what the lines were or something and it felt related like to me not like not really knowing you or like knowing sometimes what the situation was I would be like is this explanation excuses or blame or or none of the above you know I didn't always I didn't know how to read it at first yeah you know or how to sort of take it and then I realized it was more like your it was kind of none of the above. It's more, I think, a thing you do. I think a lot of your stuff I found in reaction to stuff is is about like protection, essentially. You know, like it, it, it like that's a place you come from where I think mine is more like out of fear of like, ooh, am, am I in trouble or do you not like me? You like we come at things from a different lens, and th- it helped me understand more your lens is like covering your ass. That you would more. It was more like you were trying to be like clear about what had happened or what you had done or not done versus blame. Yeah, I'm sure that, I mean, that being said, I've definitely blamed people for my unhappiness in the past. I don't know if you've heard of, I don't know if you've heard of this thing that sometimes people do, but like, you, you can make it someone else's fault that you're not happy. <laughs> it's super fun. So, no, no. Yeah. Tell me more. Okay. So <laughs> you just get a guy <laughs> and then you just throw it at, at him and it sticks. <laughs> um, but, oh, okay. Okay. But what, what I, my, like, I got so fed up with myself at some point, probably in my twenties when I got fed up with most of my bullshit, late twenties, unfortunately, which was like, Okay, so you don't have this because of this? Like, who can Like, first of all, like, speaking about Deborah, uh. right? Like, she was a, a cunt, right? Like, okay. <laughs> so she also taught me a lot. And she, like, and I and I actually feel really grateful for, a lot, for the job that I had with her because I know that every single thing that I've done work-wise has informed my business and, like, the way I interact with people and, like, covering my ass to your point, protection, like a tenfold, you know, stuff I would have never known how to do. But emotionally, when I was younger, I would be like, instead of looking at how I could change my life, instead of looking at how I was my own worst enemy, I would be like, well, it's because this, it's because that is. And then I got into a habit with like, it was my parents and blah, blah. And finally I was like, it's not anybody's responsibility to create happiness. I mean, listen, it, I had enough security. Obviously, some people have zero, right? Like what I had was more than enough to make the life that I want for myself. And when I really snapped into that and was like, pick up your fucking big girl pants and like get a grip. And and I'd always been independent, but there's a difference between being independent and feeling like, the world is out to get you all the time and you're like just bumping up against it. Like that's not what was happening, but that's how it felt sometimes. And then getting chronically ill, like it felt even harder. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why do I have this? Like, when am I going to feel okay? Like, no, I'm just going to smoke cigarettes and like drink too much wine because like, I don't care. Like if I have to be sick, then I'm going to be sicker. Like, wow, what a point to prove Nina. And eventually I was just like, or, or you could flip this whole narrative and be really accountable for your own shit and go after things that are way more difficult maybe in in the beginning, but actually serve a purpose and help you live a nice life. Isn't that funny too, though, that in a way like your hyper accountability, I was at first reading as like blame. (laughs) It's fine. We literally almost got into a screaming match, you guys. But everything's but fine. No, I'm kidding. It's so funny. I like. Though, to- I like. I like that you are the only person that I know in my life who has the balls, except for my husband, obviously, and like really close friends, to be like, "This is your shit." Like, because I don't or take it personally. More, no, you, you also, I think you know that I'm genuinely. Unless you think I take it personally, you. do you also think I take things personally. <laughs> 
No, I don't think you do, actually. Well, I think you I think you take the weirdest shit personally, to be oh honest. My, totally. You'll be like, I was you'll be like, I was I was really excited to go get iced coffee, and then this person was crossing the street so slowly. Like you'll it's you'll make this like to rando me, person yes. like have all the and I'm like, it's so funny to me that you like ninety percent of the time and then like where <laughs> it focuses. I give Melissa shit about this too, of like she, there's so much of her life that she she, I mean, like she, she met motherhood without like missing a beat. And then she'll be like, this person was mean to me. And I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> like the thing sometimes that like flummox people, like, yeah. but that's also what's interesting to me. And it's like, I think you're interesting or it's interesting to ask you about yourself because you are self-aware so i know often if i can figure out a way to articulate it in a way that isn't just saying like nina sometimes when i meant you like you were a blamer like because that's not actually what i mean that's not actually the nuance of it i'm trying to say like you know this is something you know, I realized I misread, but where does it come from in you? You know, that you're, you're open to that and generally have an answer for it. And that to me is what is really interesting about any person. You know, I think it's always like, it's a real gift if people will let you ask questions about them and then give you honest answers in return. Like, I know that's it's something like we take getting like to as know a each given, other. Yeah. You know, like a but, real level. Totally. But like, how often does somebody really ask you or say, Never. I've noticed this about you, like, and not in a critical way, not in a judgment way, but a true inquiry and curiosity of like, why, why you do that you know like i think is is rare and i i try to be in that and not do it you know like if, if i did it to everyone all the time it'd be really tedious but i think part of why i'm, I'm always terrorizing you with asking you to explain yourself to me <laughs> is because i know you will <laughs> you know i know you can oh well, you gotta just be the c student so they won't ask you to get the a's you know like oh, i showed up and now you know yes of course i love it i like having real conversations and i like to get better right because i'm an aries i want to be better all the time. But actually, with, I wanted to say this before we started to wrap up about a thing that happened with Way and I the other day, which I was like very consciously in where. So I go to my classes every Saturday, Sunday. Kate, you're getting another shout out. Got to get to my Kate classes. And Way goes to the farmer's market at, before and he and I have to leave at 945. Like I have to be on time, blah, blah. And lately Milo is it's really hard for me to get out the door. Like he cry, he like, I have to, I have to have 10 mm. minutes to prepare him for me to leave. Cause he needs to give me like 45 hugs. I need to oh. give him, I need to give him necklaces of mine to hold on to. Like I need, to I'm proud of you that you're pushing through because this is like, so your crypt tonight. Oh my God. And I'm so proud that you're pushing through Thank like you. the good mom you are yes. to like, Take this space for yourself and teach him you're coming back. Like, this is hard shit. It's it would be so much so easier to stay home. Hard. And I thought, and I think about it, and I'm like, no, I have to do this for both of us. What I yep. won't do, and this is not to shame any parents, but what I will never do is just be like, he'll figure it out and like leave and be like, oh, he'll only cry for a second. Like, no, I, I want to see my child having like, you know, as hopefully like a full like settling down before I go. And us having the conversation and, and knowing that I'm going to come back or trusting that I'm going to come back. But he he bolted out the door and was like, I need you. Like, it was, like, hysterical. Oof, and you know him. He doesn't really, like, get that way. But he's like, I need you, Mommy. So I got out of the car. My point is, like, Way gave me one minute. He showed up at 944, and I had to leave at 945. So I was like, okay. Mm this is not going to work. I'm going to be late and I don't like being late and I'm not going to leave my kid crying. So I was annoyed and I get in the car finally, like I've settled him. He's wearing like all of these beads and like playing with my tarot deck. That's what calms <laughs> him down, which I think is really cute. I'm like, pick a card for mommy. He's like this one, this one. He like sends me away with like three Oracle cards. <laughs> okay. Amazing. I, Thanks I, bud. <laughs> I know. I'm like, look at all my fortunes. So I get, <laughs> so I'm like, cute. what does this one mean as I'm driving? No. So as I'm dri driving, way text me and I don't I don't like say anything to him and he's like I'm really sorry and I don't respond until I get out of class and I was like hey like I appreciate that I need more time because it's been really hard to like as you see to get him to that place where he's settled 
And also, I understand that what you're trying to do is like get us food at the farmer's market where I don't go or do things like that. So it's all good. I just need some I just need like a good 10 minutes. And I'm I'm going to say this is not the part where I'm like, this is how I do marriage. Like, typically, we all know your marriage is perfect. No, it's okay. No, No, typically I'd be like, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, I'm so fucking annoyed. And I would be like. You didn't give me enough time. You know that I want to yes. be on, t- on time for my class. And blah, 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 blah. Not like I'm an abusive asshole, but I would have gone to the place where like, I would have been like, oh, I just can't do anything. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. And I was so consciously in the moment like, this is his experience. This is my experience. This is what happened. Like, let me respond thoughtfully. And also, here's another thing. When I blame, it's usually because I'm doing like you said so thoughtfully as you're like taking notes on me is (laughs) their knee-jerk reactions when I give myself time and I offer this to anyone who has a tendency to blame or to get very heated or whatever it is to take the pause right like for me it was the Mm -hmm. hour I moved my body I didn't I always feel the need and a lot of this does come from working in such high pressure environments where I have to respond like in five seconds. I have started to like really try to unravel that of like, I don't need to respond right away. Even if it is making me, even if I am having feelings about it, especially if I'm having feelings about it, like take a beat. Yeah. That's what you just listed out. I think is what I was trying to describe where I don't know that it's like, blame but I think you used to be like have this reaction of I think uh, of genuine and justified anger of like that's why I asked for it this way or like this is why you know like it, it was more like yeah like this way you just react you know like exactly like you said and you took the you know like you realizing it's not way like not giving you you know like trying to fuck you up by like not being there on time or giving you the time it's like exactly it's like it's it's uh, it's two people trying to do a lot and take care of a third person you know like yeah it is the broader and i i think that is something i've noticed in you like to what you're saying like i would agree that that's something i think you are making you're forcing yourself in general i think to sit with discomfort more and more Ugh, and all the time and realize, and like, nah. it dissipates you know like and that's something like i think is important for all of, like all of us have to learn to sit in discomfort i think it's i remember saying in, in therapy i was like i have fucked myself over and made more mistakes in my life because i couldn't sit in discomfort yep. than anything else you know like that was when i did the dumbest shit or you know, dated someone or whatever. That was when I did the dumbest stuff, you know? And it, and I was like, I feel like a lot would change for me if I could build up my tolerance to discomfort. And yes. she was like, ding, ding, ding. And it's, and it's true. And I think all of us have to remember that. And I think like, you know, this is as, you know, we wrap up and you had said that this is like, to your point ages ago, like, okay, I'm just going to talk about, it, even though this might be the least like cool thing to ever say, but like, the how to be human Instagram exploded and we now have like, it's not, not 40,000 cool. followers on there, which hopefully by the time it's this comes like out, four, we, it's like 44. We still do. And it's, it's all of a sudden put us in this like weird arena and we get like weird comments and we have like, and it's, it, it's like, we're learning how to, to do that. And it's also so interesting as we do want to be conscious and hold space for people, but it's like, we've had this crazy thing where people, you know, are like, if we disagree with them or we just sort of like, yeah, that's not what we're about. They're like, I didn't expect to come on this page and be attacked. (laughs) And it's like, I think it's good for us all to learn like something unpleasant happening or something like, isn't the same as being attacked, you know, like trying to figure out what went wrong or what part we played in something is not the same as blaming or assigning blame. Like, I think it's helpful to like refresh, you know, ourselves, on some of these themes because you're never our work is never done you know and that's not to say that we should treat ourselves as always being you know 
I, the, the example I use in therapy is like, I need to quit treating myself like a gut renovation, you know, that I like keep having to like, Oh, one day it'll be perfect or something. And it's like, no, <laughs> it's I put more those like, new cabinets. <laughs> yeah. It's like, think of yourself more in the terms of a house of like, yeah, houses are a lot of work. You're always kind of tending to them. Like there was something that could be done, but it's like, I think if you, if you tend towards blame in general, that means like you, you have, you're struggling with discomfort. And if you can try to find ways to tolerate discomfort, like it will help you in so many ways. Because when I was able to figure out that that was like a big, like that a lot of these other things I was struggling with boiled down to that essential truth that I had a real tough time with being uncomfortable and I could just try to get myself to understand it discomforts like anything else temporary. It, it changed a lot for me. You know, Oh yes. That is literally the takeaway of the day. Let's get uncomfortable. (laughs) Seriously. That's it. I have nothing else to add. Thank you. Well, thank you for blaming me for all the things. (laughs) Thank you all for for blaming Nina with all the things I did. Okay. God, (laughs) for blaming me for blaming people. What did we learn? It's all Nina's fault. (laughs) (gasps) Usually is, but it isn't. Of course it isn't. Oh my God. (laughs) It's actually annoyingly very rarely Nina's fault. (laughs) I have to say like Uh she has a good track record. I'll give her that. Like, so that's why I can make the joke. That's why it's funny because it's not true. (laughs) Oh, well, we love hanging out with you guys and we will be back next week. Bye. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.